0: Hey guys, Broke Investor here, Um, just want to let you know, uh, today's podcast is about dividend growth investing, more so what I, you know, recently got motivated about by, you know, reading a book or at least trying to read one of the books I've been working on. Um, So I'm kind of like re, you know, going through my portfolio again, and making some changes. Uh, So I need to tell myself, yes, you were wrong this whole time. So you know, tough pill to swallow. But anyway, I do, a, you know, a, an actual comparison of a change that you know I did to my portfolio, what I sold, what I bought. Um, but again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a broke-ass investor. Do your own research before you make your own moves, all right? I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Later. Hey, guys, broke-ass investor here, back for another podcast. Why the hell not? Um, So today I want to talk about dividend growth investing. Um, So obviously I always talk about dividend investing, uh, but I've been reading or attempting to read a book, which I've been working on for about a year because I don't read uh, ever. But, you know, the focus is on, well, the book's called Get Rich Off Dividends by Mark Luchenfield. So the focus is investing in stocks that will pay you dividends um, and also stocks that will increase their dividends over time and have a, you know, a reasonable dividend growth history, you know, something to make you, you know, grow your passive income um, versus, you know, say chasing yield. So I've been doing this for about three years, I guess. And obviously, the longer you do this, the more you feel like, you know, <clears throat> so when you read something, or you look into something, and you realize, you know, oh crap, you know, I probably should be doing this. It's kind of tough to handle. It's tough to swallow that you're still making mistakes and have to adjust your portfolio even three years out. Um, you know, at least if you're stubborn ass like me. So long story short, um, I, I really admit it, it kind of opened my eyes reading that book or, you know, at least a chapter of the book the other day on my way to Sesame Place. But um, so it motivated me to look at my current portfolio and see, okay, what stocks are actually growing their dividend and what stocks will pay me, a, a you know, a great yield on cost years down the road. And, you know, I actually, I went through every stock and I you know I used everyone's favorite spreadsheet the US dividend champion spreadsheet and you know I looked at the 5 year growth the 10 year growth and I didn't have many of them I mean many of the champions at least so I had a lot of good ones but it made me just rethink what the hell is in my portfolio now so the other day I looked at Ford for example Ford great American company I wanted to, you know, obviously I live in the U.S., so I I stick, I'm rooting for U.S. companies like Ford. I want them to survive. Yes, the ongoing battle with Tesla will will never end, and I know they're going electric this year. However, they cut their dividend, you know, during COVID, and their dividend is still cut. But even before that, they never really increased their dividend. It was 15 cents a quarter, and that's it, which was a great starting yield, however, the, the following year, same same dividend. The following year, same dividend. I mean, really, what's the point in that? When you can look at a company that can raise their dividend, you know, double digits every year. So your investment, you know, say you have 10 years, 20 years, even 30 years. Why would you stick with Ford who, you know, not not that you care about capital gains, but They don't have capital gains. And on top of that, they don't have dividend growth. I mean, maybe one day they'll raise their dividend, but they're not doing it right now. And, you know, based on history. So do you really feel comfortable investing in a stock with, well, number one, their dividends frozen. So you ain't getting shit in your investment right now. Number two, when they bring it back, it might not even be the 15 cents you were expecting. And number three, they're probably not going to raise the dividend. So is it really worth your time and money? And so I thought to myself, uh, no, get the hell out of this stock. I love you, Ford. I believe in you, but I'm out. So I sold Ford. Now, I went through, you know, the, again, the Dividend Champions spreadsheet. And I have to, you know, give the shout out to dripinvesting.org. They have this Excel spreadsheet. It's amazing. I don't know who monitors this, but they're awesome. I want to work for them. So they they monitor the spreadsheet, and it's it's awesome. It has all of this data. But more importantly, we're focused on dividend growth. They have one year, three year, five year, ten year. I was looking at five and ten year. So I looked at, um, you know, I did some sorting, some filtering out, and I found UNH, United Healthcare. Huge healthcare company. So, you know, I have healthcare stocks, but... You know, this, this company, well, for one, actually, the 10-year dividend growth rate showed 66%. I honestly don't think that's accurate. I, I don't know why it shows that. I, I tried to look. I don't think they had two raises in one year. But regardless, I'm not going to use that statistic. I'm going to use the dividend growth rate over the last five years. And this looked to be accurate based on what I checked. So United Healthcare, expensive stock, $303 right now. They have an average dividend growth rate of twenty eight point eight percent over the last five years. I mean, are you for real? Like, you ain't getting that out of your job. You you know you work your ass off every day. Say you make forty thousand, fifty thousand. You get three three to five percent raise a year if you're lucky. This is giving you twenty eight point eight percent. So if you invested forty thousand, you know you're better off doing that than working a stupid job. You know work your stupid job, make the money, invest the money, and then you'll be better off, you know, investing in one of these stocks. So their average was 28.8% a year. I mean, that's just pure insanity. So I decided to, well, for one, I invested, uh, long story short, I sold Ford and I invested in UNH. I had about 100 shares of Ford, so... Their stock price was $6 and something, and UNH was over $300. So I sold 100 shares of Ford, and I got uh, two shares of UNH. To new dividend investors or younger dividend investors, that's not as attractive. It's more, you know, people like to own more of a stock than less, which, you know, they they need to get out of that mindset. They need to only look at the, the total value. You know, which is, it's good that these brokerages are allowing fractional shares so people can focus on an amount being invested versus number of shares being invested. So anyway, um, I made the move. I sold Ford, UNH, never looked back. I'm never going to look back. But today I decided to run the numbers. Like, where would I be at, seriously, if I stuck with Ford versus uh, UNH? So I'm looking at Ford. You know, I ran the numbers. If I had $1,000... Uh, today, I can get 149 shares, 149.03 shares, which, you know, again, to new dividend investors, it's amazing to say I own 149 shares of anything, which, again, is incorrect and get out of the habit of that. Now, on the flip side, UNH, if you had $1,000, you can get 3.3 shares. I mean, whoopee we'll freaking do, right? It's not, you know, it's... When you say you have three shares or something, they're like, eh, that's it? You know, you loser. But anyway, that's, you know, that's the point. Like, the, the starting point is what people look at, which is, you know, a mistake. And similarly, let's, let's assume Ford reinstated this dividend at 15 cents, which they probably won't anytime soon. But the dividend payment, the first year on investing $1,000 on Ford is $89.42 the dividend payment on unh united healthcare the first year based on investing $1000 is $16.49 so again as a new dividend investor you're looking at this like oh my god it's a no brainer i mean it's i'm making nothing on unh today and i'm making a shitload on ford and i could reinvest that back into ford but again you're not looking at the whole picture this is great for retirees, you know, people that are retiring or are retired because they want income now. Ford, you know, like AT&T, well, AT&T at least raised their dividend, but, you know, it's a it's a dividend yield now. So, and you're not getting a good dividend yield now on UNH. Uh, Ford's dividend yield now is 8.94%. UNH dividend yield now is 1.65%. You know, so you're thinking, uh, ew. Now, now the part that matters. So, let's say UNH actually stayed consistent with their 28.8% average dividend growth, you know, and they stuck with it. And Ford stuck with their 0% dividend growth, annual dividend growth. um, And you reinvested the dividends. So, the thing is... um, you would have, let's see, in the year, well, in the year 2030, which is, you know, 10 years from now, you'll have, uh, you know, again, $1,000 reinvesting dividends. You'll have 322 shares of Ford paying you $193 um, a year. It's it's still good, you know, it's not bad. However, um, what year did I, I said? I don't even know what year I said, but this is 2029. Um, so UNH, you would have 5.35 shares, which again, it's not a lot because the, the stock's expensive. And this is just assuming the stock's going to stay at the same price, which will not be accurate. But um, your dividend pay, payout would be $260, which are, are, you're already exceeding the annual payout You know, nine years from now versus Ford, you know, and you're exceeding it by $70. And off you go, the sky's the freaking limit from there. So I don't even know, like, if you if you saw these numbers right in front of me, you would shit yourself. Let's look at 2040. So 20 years from now, where would this be? And again, this is not This is based on the play around numbers. And again, it's based on if the stock price stayed the same. And you're not going to get that lucky. The stock price is not going to stay the same. But I did that to benefit both the stocks, obviously. So Ford price, uh, you know, staying $6 and UNH staying $303. So anyway, I did a hypothetical. 20, 2040, you would own 1,678 shares of UNH. Now, that's pretty freaking insane. So, and at their dividend growth rate of, you know, at the increases, you'd be getting a yield on cost of 260%, which is pretty freaking frick, nuts. Right? So, now how much are you going to make a year on dividends? What I came to, and again, this is me calculating my hypothetical 1.3 million annual dividends in 2040 again this is based on a dividend growth rate of 28.8 percent i know they probably can't continue that but even so if they do double digits every year that's great um this this is again the stock price staying at 303 which is not going to happen the stock price is going to go up so you're going to own less shares um so there's things like that consider i'm not going to play around with the stock price too i'm just going to make this you know plain and simple and I, I just want to make my point. And my point is, your yield on cost on Ford with a no dividend increase is just going to stay the same. Yeah, 8.94% is great. But, you know, in seven years, you'll match that and continue, continue to destroy it, destroy it year over year with UNH. Uh, they're a growth company. They, have, they increase their revenue every year. They increase their dividend every year. The, the point is they take care of their shareholders. What is Ford doing? I mean the automobile industry, forget it. It's risky as is. Who needs this, you know? Why why put your money there? Again, I love Ford and I want to believe in them, but I'm not putting my money there anymore. I want I want a raise. Like at my job, if I if I had a job that doesn't give me a raise every year, I'm quitting that job. I'm getting the hell out of there. I'm going to a job that rate, you know, gives me a raise. So if you're putting money into a company and you don't get a raise, why are you staying with that company? It's the same, you know the same point i recommend you seriously take a good look at your portfolio and what stocks are taking care of you and what stocks are not and run your own numbers play around on excel excel's the best um you know don't go by me just do your own thing run the numbers where will you be at when you're retiring 10 years 20 years 30 years the longer you have the more this matters you know you want to get a company who's been around and knows, you know, has been making money and who takes care of their shareholders. So anyway, I just wanted to mention what I'm doing. And I'm still going. Today, I'm actually, um, I'm going to sell GLAD, ticker symbol G-L-A-D. They don't raise their dividend. They actually cut their dividend during COVID. At least they're still paying it with a, you know, it's a pretty good yield right now based on the price. But again, no raise. So I'm going to sell them. I'm going to get into something, something else. I'm sacrificing money now. For money later. I hope you. I hope everyone gets the point of this. But if not, I'll have to continue to make videos about this. Uh, sorry, podcast about this. Uh, maybe I'll get into YouTube again one day. But but anyway, I wanted to get get this out there. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, um, I don't know. Subscribe to this. I believe you can subscribe to this. Um, if not, you know, just reach out to me on Instagram, the Broke Investor. I think it's the underscore broke underscore investor. Um, I'd like to stick, you know, continue making podcasts, but, um, you need to get the views to, to motivate you, right? All right. Anyway, guys, later.